Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And greetings listeners. This is our letter to the podcaster edition of our 24th series of Sundition. So today we're actually starting a new series and this will be about niche hobbies and interests. So we cannot wait for you to hear from my guest today. Jade, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello guys. <laughs> um, I'm Jade. Um, my Korean name is Jimin. Um, I'm 26 years old and I'm working as a contemporary painter and a tattoo artist. I went to um, SAIC, which is an art school located in Chicago. And now I'm living in Seoul and make painting for a living. <laughs> nice. So when did you realize you really liked like art and painting? Um, so I, I was raised with art. Um, my parents were both artists. Uh, when they were young and my mother studied film theories and my father is a photographer so my all of my surroundings were full of art materials like film photos drawings like etc and I really um, I think they teach me um, how to appreciate them um, since when I was like really young, so I'm kind of like naturally falling in love with art <laughs> as I'm as I'm getting raised. <laughs> mhm. I see. I see. My mom signed me up for a lot of art lessons when I was younger, but I do not have a natural affinity <laughs> for art. Also, none of my parents have a uh, like are natural at art either. So that's pretty cool that your surround your environment raised you um so why did you decide to pursue it as a profession like why did you decide to go to art school specifically um i'm not sure you guys are like familiar with um korean students like um oh how can i explain this um um i kind of get what like are you talking about the expectation that you go to school for a very, like a white collar profession? Yeah, exactly. And they're like very strictly forced to study. And like most of students, most of parents actually don't want their child to seek other not ordinary. <laughs> and so when I was in middle school, um, I realized that I'm a little different than other kids so my interest always in something else not mm. just sitting in the school and like study what i don't really like about so like it's like i mentioned earlier like i will always interested in um art especially i really enjoy the drawings in my early age so I talked to my parents that I want to study art and they support me enthusiastically. <laughs> That's really nice. It's good that they want to support you. Yeah. But I feel you. I mean, our parents are Asian immigrants, so they grew up in that era as well. So there's a lot of pressure for us to go into um, more traditional fields. 
And yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Your doctor. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my parents really wanted me to become a CS or like computer science major, but I I oh, cannot great. code. Great. <laughs> my dad's a dentist, and he's been pushing me ever since I was a small child to become one as well. However, I don't think I'm cut out for that work, and I don't exactly want to be peering into people's mouths all day. But he's still been. I've expressed my distaste for it. But he still wants me to become a dentist with him. And I feel like he's going to keep doing that for the rest of my life. So I don't know. You, you guys graduating the high school this year, right? Yeah, so we're going to college in the fall. So <laughs> we're trying to figure out what we like. Okay. Are you guys ready to be in um, college? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really ready to leave. I'm not even leaving yet. <laughs> I'm not even leaving yet, but I really, I'm super duper excited to go to college. I don't want to be here. Yeah, it's going to be super yeah. fun. Pretty excited. I mean, most people I know aren't going. Like, I don't know many people going to my college. So that means I get to meet more people. I don't know. I just like the idea of starting new. Yeah, since we've been stuck in the same place for basically our entire lives get to go out and see new things did you know anyone when you went to um saic jade like was there, was there oh yeah actually oh. there was a um same freshman who graduated same elementary school in korea mm. oh that was like really weird but <laughs> we we never seen each other after we graduate um the elementary school and mm -hmm. randomly met her in the school so i was really surprised mm -hmm. i mean like word is small in yeah. these days yeah did you guys choose the same college to go to like for i mean like same field of study or was it something completely different um so i heard the news she lived korea and like immigrate to the united states and I heard she lived in Ohio, and that's all I knew back then. Mm. And I, I, and I knew all, also knew like she studied music and like playing violins. And oh. but my school is like really specialized in um, paintings and photography and something like that. Not about like music. Mm -hmm. So I didn't expect to her be there. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but but we met in the school and she studied like painting i think oh 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 so she wasn't doing music anymore uh i i didn't really like ask about like oh, what's oh. happened to your life but like, she and the another thing is like in our school there is no like specific major for you so you basically like choose like different classes and then just uh -huh. fill up your credits to graduate oh. and then oh. major decided by the most credit that you took in oh. the um department oh i see so our school has like really um lose 
a boundary mm -hmm. between the majors so oh wow yeah because I think in art schools like if you go into a major and you expect to take a certain amount of courses but if you don't they won't let you graduate until you do um yeah it depends on the schools but that's yeah, true yeah yeah um I mean other than her was it scary going to another country yes I was so scared <laughs> <laughs> that um that was the first time to visiting the states and yeah i was so scared like i still remember the first day of the school like mm -hmm. there was so it was for me like meeting the other um people from different races was very um not familiar experience <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i was very frustrated and back um back in um the beginning of the school um i was not really confident i'm, I'm i mean i'm still not really confident in english but i was way more not confident <laughs> about my language skill and yeah i think it's all about all about the languages and communication Mm, like the language barrier when you first come in. Yeah. Oh, what if mm -hmm. I don't understand what professor said and like something like that. But your English has is like pretty good. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I know you mentioned that was a little scary in the beginning, but did you end up liking the your time at art school? It was fantastic. Fantastic experience. Um so it was way more different than different from what I really expect before I mm -hmm. um, go to the States. Um, the one thing I really surprised about is there is no such um, hierarchy between the students and the professor. I mean, we don't even call the professors as um, as a professor we call them instructors um, that's something like you will never um, experience in in Korea Co Korean universities right? mm -hmm. so I really like that and the equality between the students and the instructor um, allows you to more freely communicate and mm -hmm. it really helps your like studying experience like you can easily get contact to your instructor and ask what you don't know and they willing always willing to help you out and give you resources so yeah i really like that were your classes like small um most of most of classes except the um the better arts classes like art history and something oh. like that mm -hmm. but like most of like studio classes um there's only like um like six to seven students in the classroom oh wow Ooh, so that's, that's pretty, pretty small. yeah it's that's pretty small that's like really small oh my gosh <laughs> Um, so we there is a lot of chance to know each other <laughs> more and yeah we and in the 
end of the semester, we basically know very well and know what they seeking as an artist. So I think that's really、mm-hmm. good. That's that's like the perfect size of the class. Hmm. It lets you socialize and get to know people better. Even if like you can't socialize outside of school, then you still have people you can talk to. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. What classes did you take, and what are some things that you learned from those classes that changed you in a specific way? Um. So each semester, I try to have at least one painting studio and. One drawing class,、um, but um after um after after that, I try to learn. I try to um experience new things. Um,、mm-hmm. uh, each semester. Um, so I tried photography. Film, screen prints, and I actually took the art therapy class also, and the per- performance. And I think, um, what is really, the really good, really good thing about like experience like so many other like genre, is like it gives you、mm, wider, um. Yeah, perspective on the art.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the wider perspective is, I think, that's like the key of like to be a successful artist. So, yeah, that's like really benefit of taking like multiple.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned art therapy. What is that? Ah,、uh, so I still don't. Really know what was the class about, <laughs> but in the class, it's not the class like theoretically teach you like what is the art therapy, but it's more like experiencing is experienced what is the art therapy like. Does that make sense? So it's not teaching you how to do art therapy. It's teaching you about what art therapy is. Yeah, so、okay. there's a instructor, who, um, professional of art therapy, I guess, and、mm-hmm. he basically, um, did、uh, art therapy on the students. Oh. So we share our like drawings and writings. And our feelings, and、oh. our experience, and that was like really about well, how was the class.、Mm-hmm. Okay. It was an interesting class. I, I really、mm-hmm. liked it. Oh, okay. So it's more like therapy. Oh, sorry, art as a form of therapy. Um. No. I really don't want to like. Define what was really、oh, okay. about because I only took the like one class from from the art therapy. Oh, okay. But for me, the class was more、um, 
about like sharing our emotions and like be um I mean the class itself was so weird <laughs> and <laughs> um yeah it definitely not um like ordinary class mm-hmm. not like your typical college course that you'd expect to <laughs> sounds like it yeah and like the instructor didn't like try to teach like something like we just like keep writing engaged in it yeah yeah <laughs> An interesting approach. I never thought that a class would be like that. Because you'd expect them to teach you what art therapy is and how to do it. But I guess not. Well, like, we have, like, a bunch of weird classes in SAIC. Oh, really? Wait, what other ones were there? Um, We have... I know there is a, a blacksmithing class. Whoa! And... And what else? And the, you know, in the performance department, they have like really weird, like um, experimental classes. So each class um, runs by uh, specific uh, instructors, mm-hmm. and each instructors has their own topics. So each semester, like there is um. There's always like new classes, and they're they seeking or experiment with with like special topic. But just going back to art school in general, do you think it's absolutely necessary for someone to go to art school in order to create art professionally? Um, I think that's um really depends on what's what kind of major that you are trying to learn but um personally i believe that um going art school is really beneficial to your professional career mm-hmm. like to be a successful full-time artist and uh, the reason is um for me, um, learning specific topic from the instructor was good. However, I think the, the real benef- benefit of being in the school, our school, is um, you can create your own community with mm-hmm. the other artists. And I think that community is... I think most of people will agree if I just say it like um, you going to art school to make to make connections if that makes sense yeah that makes sense like um, I didn't really um, felt the the necessary of having a community and like a lot of friends when I was in the school mm-hmm. but um, after I came back to Seoul like there's like I don't really know like the other artist who lives in Seoul and mm-hmm. I don't know like where to find any resources and the informations about like artist call and mm-hmm. exhibition informations 
So, like something like that, and you always need a pe- friend to help you out in this situation.、Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, a lot of people say that about like just regular college as well, because at this point, a lot of the information that you get from professors lecturing. Is something you can also find on the internet by random dudes lecturing on YouTube.、Um, so, yeah, I like coming from where networking and community is important. I feel like that is a huge part of. I don't know, like it's been ingrained in me that college is for finding people <laughs> instead of like. Learning,、mm-hmm. weirdly, I really grew up with the notion that you're supposed to learn new stuff at college. No,、oh. <laughs> so, sound like the opposite. But of course, now I know that the stuff you learn in college can, like Cece said, also be found online, which is、yeah. stupid, but it's okay. We'll deal with it. It's like the democratization of knowledge, Claire. Why would、That's、it be、true. stupid? It's just that I don't want to pay. Full tuition and be able to learn the same thing on the internet. That's like the only issue I have with that. But a huge thing that comes with the college is learn. Sorry, not learning, but um, that's not what I meant. But finding new people and getting to meet new people. And in the future, if you need anything, you can try to reach out to them. So yeah, it's the connections that really matter. Yeah. Wait, Jude. How did you like? I know you said you struggled with finding resources and exhibition information. How did you get over that? So basically, I tried to contact to the friends who I used to know in school, and also Korean,、mm-hmm. and we uh tried to. We made actually made a, a um uh a meeting every mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. for the artists.、Mm-hmm. So we invite the other um international students in Seoul、mm-hmm. who study art, which which um they also don't have any like connection in Seoul. So we、oh. create the community with. With a small small group, and then now it's kind of um the meeting is kind of big right now, but、mm-hmm. it it starts with like only few people.、Mm-hmm. What do you guys do now during the meetings? Um, basically, we create a class that we took back in the SAIC. So、mm-hmm. we divide the month. Um, by a week, and each week we have a different topic. We some um sometimes we read the book and talk about it, and sometimes um we discuss um specific topic all day. And、mm-hmm. every week four we have a critique um on each other's work, and. I mean that's like basically uh the main week, like critiquing other、mm-hmm. person's work.、Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. 
that you built your own community. Yeah, it's it's good to have like that vibe again, like get involved into the art scene. Um, did you? I don't know whether like it was in SAIC or back in Seoul, or did you end up developing your own art style, like one that you usually do? That's actually like really long story. Um, so for my art style, my painting style specifically, I think I polished my painting style in the SAIC days, mm-hmm. and 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 for now I try to keep like developing the the ideas that I used to have in the in the Chicago and the style. The visual styles that I had used to have, and um, I think it's not so different mm-hmm. from now and and my past work. They always like on the same line, and but of course, like. The experience of like being outside of the school affects me a lot mm-hmm. to my visuals and my theories as well. Mm-hmm. What in- usually inspires you to create your art or create a painting? Is there a specific subject that you <laughs> like to turn to? Um, so my topic... My subject matter is about like human relationship. Um, so I, it begins with my university days, and I was so curious about like why I'm so, um, why I'm feeling so much pain between, in the relationship between me and the others. And I start questioning myself. Then, who is the others? And then mm-hmm. that quest question leads me to, then who am I? <laughs> so my theme was developing on the two questions and trying to as my um um answers of what is human relationship and what is me and what is the others and how they look like to me Mm -hmm. yeah that's basically what my painting's really about that's extremely philosophical (laughs) like who am i i don't know i've never thought about who i am me neither (laughs) well it's, it's more specifically it's really more about um what I might like really want to, um, like in everything, like what, and questioning about mm. what is this feeling of like desire? What what is desire? Something like that, and where where does this come from? Interesting. I think building off of your inspiration for art, do you have any artists that you consider influences? Um, I don't really get influence from the 
um, the other art, other painters, like especially in terms of um, the visuals. Mm -hmm. But I heavily inspired from um, the modern German philosophers and the the modern psychoanalysis, and especially I really like Jacques Lacan from the who is a uh, he is a French psychoanalyst mm -hmm. and I got the inspiration from his book it might be sounds like a little weird but when I read his <laughs> book I see what I want to paint <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's like my main inspiration of the work that's actually really cool. I don't know much about modern psychoanalysis, but um, at the same time, I don't really like psychoanalysis <laughs> because we learned it in school and I'm not, I don't know. Uh, I Well, I think it's really interesting how much it focuses on the unconscious and like tension within the self. Did you kind of start your interest in more psychology and philosophy back in school? Or were you always into that stuff? So I mentioned my mom studied um, film theories. And the film theories are like really um, connect to the psychoanalysis. Because mm -hmm. it's always analysis that protagonist mind and why they acting like that and mm -hmm. sometimes why the director edit the scene like this so I think my taste or my inspiration came from my mother mm -hmm. and yeah so in the university I just tried to more deeply develop the idea but it's not what I got from in the university it's more mm -hmm. like for my family for your family first how about making a piece of art like a painting how do you well we're a little unsure about the process of creating a painting so could you please walk us through that um it can be so much different um depends on the artist because there mm -hmm. is like so many different types of type of artists like I know someone who drunk uh, oh. get get drunk until like passed out and then make a drawing oh wow in, in that moment but but for me like I need to um I need to start uh, I start writing about my painting like the, my future painting so it's like I'm planning planning my painting with the writing and then after the writing is academically makes sense so like like I mentioned before I I start to see the visuals in my writings and so yeah, the first step is I, I need to like finish 
the writing about my painting and then I start work on the actual process of paint mm-hmm. and then I think the first step is like most the hardest part like the writing I, part yeah once I get done with the writing I just like it's like really easy let's just sketch mm-hmm. t- typical like conventional way of like painting make a sketch and then make, make paint <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> nothing really special about mm-hmm. like in the process because I'm I'm really conventional painter. Wait, what type of paint do you use? Because honestly, I only know oil painting. <laughs> uh, I use uh vinyl paint. It's really similar to the acrylics. Oh, uh, but vinyl paint has has a um more intense color quality after they dry and it's so much more vibrant yeah it's way more vibrant and it's um it's way more thinner than oil or it can be more thinner than more uh oil or acrylic mm-hmm. um so the surface is like almost um, almost feel like it's printed. Oh. So my painting, my paintings have like really smooth paper like quality. Oh. That's so different from all the like. Whenever sometimes we go to museums, there's like a thick slab of paint because mm. yeah. <laughs> it just sticks out. Yeah, and you're like, oh, look at that texture. Yeah, yeah, I really like um textured paintings too but i make much simpler paintings Mm. and how long does like just one painting usually take for you to finish i spend around like um four to five days to finish my drawings uh uh, to finish my writing Mm -hmm. okay and then probably like less than 12 hours to just finish the actual paint mm-hmm. so i spend more time with my writing with the writing and your inspiration yeah. yeah i just like i really need to um convince myself with the writing because mm. if if the writing doesn't make sense like the painting also mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me do you ever get creativity block and if so how do you usually deal with it that's actually like really good question because I think like most of artists in our times, we never run out of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the bad ways. Oh. <laughs> like, I think like, I'm pretty sure you guys heard of, heard of this. Um, like there's so much information mm-hmm. and like you need to... Oh. Um, carefully like um, consume it yeah and you need to like be more careful with take everything with you mm-hmm. like everyone using like Instagram now and, like there's so much images of like there's like too many images of like crazy things and like good paintings mm-hmm. um, and I think that makes the artist more confusing. Ah. 
because there's so much new information that you're absorbing whether you want to or not yeah so mm -hmm. for me i don't usually get i don't usually run out of um ideas but sometimes my head is just like really get confused because i saw like too many of like images mm. um, throughout throughout my life mm -hmm. and and that actually like affects me like how i'm gonna paint next mm -hmm. and that's really i think i really don't like that because that um that ruined my um consistency mm -hmm. i mean like trying new thing is good but i don't want to try new things like in every single like new work because like i want to like make like good amount of series with this new type of something and then move on to the next series uh. not just like make a painting and then next totally new painting but you want to keep it the same for a little bit mm -hmm. yeah i do think social media makes people more well i'm not i wouldn't say impatient i think for me as well like i there's a lot of things i want to try or get but that would be not good for me yeah definitely uh, i think the bad part of being exposed to like too much of images or something is like you become like you fall into the state of you don't know what to what do you, what you really like and what you really don't like mm -hmm. and then that makes you um like too many things and hate too many things if that makes sense yeah because you're constantly <laughs> being told what to believe and you don't have any or have much of a concept about the individual or like you're about yourself yeah oh, that airplane flying over claire sorry <laughs> it's okay there's so many it happens all the time and i'm sad about it yeah we live near the airport we live near SFO, so there's always planes flying. Yeah, and it's on like the direct route, and I hate it. Like on during meetings, I have to mute myself because of the airplanes flying past, and they're so noisy. Like when you start painting, do you always? Because um, I know you said you write it down before you paint, um, but once you start painting, do you deviate or from what you've originally planned or do you follow it to every detail yeah so the finished writing doesn't give you like specific like imageries but only give mm -hmm. you a hint of mm -hmm. what the painting gonna be look like so in the painting process i follow um that vague imageries all the details is not like always planned i see and how do you know when you are it's done oh yeah um <laughs> that's a really tricky question 
like it just like oh yeah i mean if it depends on your feeling i guess yeah um most of the time i just know oh this mm -hmm. is done um but often i just leave the painting um after a good amount of painting session mm -hmm. and leave that canvas and then work on like new things new new like painting or writing or something and then i go back to that previous painting and then um um and then try to find oh is there any like things that i need to add on and if there is none to add like i think the painting is done i see you mentioned that you did ex exhibits in our in some of our conversations so how do you prepare for an art exhibit i'm really not sure that i can explain this properly <laughs> But um, okay. um, for for us, I actually direct some some of the exhibition in Seoul with my friends, and Ooh. the first thing we do when we try to make an exhibition, uh, we look for the space first. Mm. That's like that's the first thing you need to do. You you. You want to have um, the scheduled with you, the the space that scheduled with you, mm -hmm. and then so and then before we ask ask them to borrow a space, like we send um um like short um explanation of what kind of ex like exhibition we are we are going to do in the space mm -hmm. but yeah i think the first thing is like you you ha you need a space and then after that um well some some people like to have like big topic before you uh open the artist call but we um we like to like have the artist first and then put the good topic we find a common between the artist and then put a oh. like, good topic on the show that's I what see. we usually do okay so you don't but, come up with the theme first yeah uh, but mm. i don't think like this is like really professional way to, to <laughs> exhibit the show but that's what like we usually do because mm -hmm. like, if you select the the title or topic of the exhibition first since we're not a huge gallery owner or um like famous director like it's really hard to find uh, artists that fit in the topics right so we just find the people first the space okay. first and then people and then topic mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because I feel like if you already set a certain topic, you're shutting some people out. Like, oh, what if they don't conform to that topic? Then they can't participate. Yeah. Is it usually one artist per exhibition, or is it like multiple? Um, so the solo show and the group exhibition is very different. Um, we, so since we are like group of the artists, we always do a group exhibitions, but as a, as a professional artist, you always want to have, um, want to have a solo show someday. And the group exhibitions are more open and Mm -hmm easy to find a find a place to be in but the solo show is like completely different story Mm. you need to pay a rent for the space most of time unless like you're super famous artist so they so the gallery invites you in to have a show um but the in the group exhibitions like you don't like really need to worry about the rent or etc because like when we find a space um we we notice them like we don't have any like any money to rent a place mm-hmm. but we have like really good artists here and then like amazing theme here <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely want to have us like in this in your space so we kind of like persuade the owner of the gallery space or like basically any space so hmm. that's like very different like yeah so coming off the exhibit what do you like or enjoy about sharing your work with others in exhibits so like not to other artists but to to the public yeah I think I think the question should be just like showing the work to the other people like including the artists and the public because I think that's like basically like same thing um and I'm the person who believes believes that the art is social um, if you are not showing the work to the public, um, like for me, it's like really hard to think like that person is the artist, because um, like you basically, um, uh, it's like it's this is like really hard concept to explain like part of your identity as an artist no it's not like about it doesn't even need to talk about like the identity but i believe the work should be um acknowledged Mm -hmm. to be exist by other person except the the actual artist because so when you call the art artwork or art piece um 
it's some it's about you talk on so the topic is based on what you saw or know know already there like there is a um existence of the 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 physical or images okay okay i and I see but like mean. yeah and if you haven't like you can talk about the things you don't like know it's exist so yeah that's i think that's what i'm trying to talk about here um so so showing your work is basically like um proving yourself as an artist um that makes sense um do you usually like walk around um like during the exhibit talking to the people who came i do i talk with the publics and i love to hear the questions and I, sometimes i do answer and explain my works but most of the time i just do a casual talk because i don't want to because i think explaining my works is like really meaningless because the meaning is different to every individuals mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by their like experience or what they learned so i think like talking about like my meaning to other person is uh, kind of meaningless do they usually recognize that you're the artist or they just don't know i think it's uh it depends on the situation <laughs> mm -hmm. really um because i have i'm a really like heavily tattooed guy oh okay and that's not really normal looking in seoul so people like definitely gonna like know i'm the artist oh okay <laughs> if like, i'm the only person in the space oh i see oh speaking of tattoos i know you said you're a tattoo artist did you do your do you do your own tattoos you mean the self tattoos yeah yeah i have a couple of them i think you like you definitely need to brave enough to ruin <laughs> your skin before another person's skin oh 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 so you started out with your own tattoo yeah speaking of that direction what made you want to uh, what made you go be a tattoo artist after you came back here to seoul um so after i came back to seoul there so basically there's no way no way you can make a profit with your artwork in seoul um and so i i was i need to do um get a job at the, like the another job and i try like many other things and i was like i tried i tried to work on like convenience store sometime and i deliver the food mm -hmm. and and so and one day when i was like delivering food i think like this job is something 
something I can't do without any like professions and I really don't want to um, my past experience which is in the my university um, meaningless and I really want to get a job that relate to my major so that's like basically how I get interest in tattoo and I, I and I really like the tattoo culture even before I try to get get a job as a tattoo artist uh, so you've gone tattoos before yeah I start to getting a tattoos um, in the age right after I hit the age that I can get a tattoo regally so I've I've been getting a tattoo for like eight years. Uh, wait, what's the age? Um, you know the Korean age system and the United States is a little different. Oh yeah, I heard it's like a year apart. I don't know. Uh, it's almost like two years if you don't pass the birthday yet. Oh. So, on the age twenty. Um, in in Korea, you can buy a alcohol and cigarette, and you can legally get tattooed, and that's like eighteen in United States. Whoa, wait, <laughs> that's know, so right? young. Um, but our the other stuff is more twenty age twenty one. So I guess that would be like twenty three in Korean age yeah. for like alcohol and drugs. Oh, like I couldn't get a, like I couldn't buy a beer. Oh, it when you came to. Yeah, because oh. I was 20, I was eighteen in the age age of the United States. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really weird. Like, like in Seoul, like even though tattooing is basically illegal, like there's like really strict rule. Between the tattoo artists, like you never uh, give a tattoo to a minors. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's really that's like, Yeah, that's like, like the rule that you never break as a tattoo artist. Wait, what about like piercings? Um, piercings are okay. Um, huh, that's so different. Hmm. Because tattooing is like tattoo is like something stain forever on your skin. So, can you get a tattoo removal though? You can remove your tattoo, but it's gonna leave a scar. Uh, it's not gonna be like completely clean. I see. And it's ten times painful than getting oh. a tattoo and I 10 times expensive than getting a tattoo so don't do that <laughs> i know like i've seen people like do a tattoo over their old tattoo because like sometimes people get a tattoo of their significant other and then they break up and then they don't want it there anymore yeah cover-ups are fine i don't know if i want to get a tattoo i don't know if it um I don't like 
if I get one, I don't really know what I want to get of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like even in America, it's still unprofessional at some point. Like if you work an office job mm. and you have a tattoo that shows, it's a little off. Yeah. But a lot of people just hide it or put makeup over it. Mm. Um, so I know you mentioned that there wasn't like you didn't have to do too much to become a tattoo artist compared to other things but did you go through any training yeah of otherwise? course I did um so the day I realized that I want to do a tattoo mm -hmm. <laughs> I sent a text to my um my friend and he's a, a she's a tattoo artist and I've been getting a tattoo from her like over I don't know seven years oh, wow. and I asked her like so I'm I'm in like this situation so I want to learn how to tat I want to become a tattoo artist and I want to learn how to tattoo from you personally but she said um I don't think I can teach you personally but if you come to my shop there is like education course that you can follow oh um, okay so I just enrolled the class and then yeah I did the course <laughs> uh wait so was the course at the tattoo shop parlor? yeah yeah uh... I went to the tattoo shop. So there's like two different ways to, no, three different ways that you learn how to tattoo. The first mm -hmm. is, is self-tut. Like you just learn from the YouTubes and tries uh -huh. on your skins. And the second is um, pay the tattoo paler or studio and let them teach you how to tattoo properly like all the hygiene and like professional things yeah and the third is you, you don't like this one you don't need to pay a lot of money to the paler you become a disciple of the shop oh. and stay way much longer than um the students the actual students but you know, you slowly learn like and live together with the not not like literally live together but like spend time with the shop artist like over years and then learn how to tattoos is the second option the most common i think the third one is okay. the, uh no the yeah the second one is the most common like become a student and pay to your shop so how long did it take for you to finish your course and start um, like tattooing other people? For me, my course was three months and it can be different by uh, studios, but mine was three months. And then like after, did you end up working at the same tattoo parlor? No, I just can't. Um, work together in my <laughs> teacher 
Oh, oh. <laughs> so that it's just so awkward. Uh huh. Like, I was always like students, but like tried to be a professional to my customers in front of my teacher, and like there was like something I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just find um, the share studio uh, for the tattoo artists, and then yeah, that's what I'm working right now. Um, you said it's a shared studio. So is it like you just kind of rent the space and then have your own customers, or is it um like I don't know, like a shared storefront and then whoever is open? Uh, is... I'm not really familiar with the the American tattoo system, like reservation system, mm-hmm. but so it also can be very different by uh, studios. Or crew, so basically, I think the most common is you visiting the crew owning shop, and and that so basically like you find the Instagram of that runs by a crew, mm-hmm. and then see the and the find the artist that you like, and then contact to that specific artist and then visit the crew shop that's like most common thing and then the share studio is um every tattoo artist is um individual artists not um not participate as a crew or group necessarily so it's more like you just share the tattooing space with other separate tattooers. Okay, that makes sense. So do you do it based on reservations then? I don't take any oh. like work-in customers. I always get oh. the reservation first by um, messenger that we what we're using in Korea and like DMs from Instagram. Oh, okay. So um. I guess, would you be willing to walk us through like a normal appointment or like a beginning appointment? So the customer sent me a message like, oh, I want to get a tattoo from you. And then like I asked them, um, oh, what kind of subject matter do you want? And then we share some ideas. And then I asked them to give me a three, three to four days to work on on the drawing. Mm-hmm. And then I send my drawing to the customer, and if if the person confirmed the work, like we set the date, specific date, and then um, give a tattoo. To the customer on that day. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's not not so complicated. So does that mean you go to the tattoo parlor every day or just when? When I have a reservation. From your experiences so far, do you have anything that you particularly like about being a tattoo artist or dislike as well? Oh my god, there's like so many things <laughs> to talk about. Um. What I really like is you can't you you're 
able to make good amount of, amount of money with your with your passion how to say mm -hmm. um, it's a job that related to your major of course and it basically uh make a paint and sell it to the other person it just like stay on the person's skin forever and i think i really like about that um you know i make uh drawing and then you know just random person ask you oh i really like your drawing so i want to keep it on my skin forever that's like just so special oh i see that's really nice though <laughs> yeah it is i mean if you want to also share your dislikes that's your fine dislike. as well ah <laughs> oh, jesus so the tattooing is illegal in seoul it's not a proper job and the your economic activity will be limited uh, compared to like the other people like making a credit card is going to be like super hard because you can prove your um income and what else i need to deal with other like weird customers oh <laughs> And, and there is a certain um, disrespect on the, the the job itself, I think. Oh. Like, like tattooing, getting a tattoo is still like taboo culture. Mm -hmm. Especially in Asia. So, yeah, it's, there's like actually a like word like really disrespect disrespect the tattooers and oh. and yeah it's it's not a it's, I, I don't think it's it's a really good job unless like you're really successful and famous tattooers like who make a i don't know like thousand bucks per week or something like that is the culture changing there though or is it still Kind of yes, yeah, it, it's it's definitely changing. Like a lot of young people getting a tattoo really casually these days, and you see the celebrities who has a tattoo on the TV, and that's mm -hmm. like huge difference between like back in nineteen eighties and <laughs> now. Cause like back in like in a modern um. Korean culture, mm -hmm. only like gangsters get a tattoo, oh. or a dangerous person. That's like really strong, strong stereotype mm -hmm. in Korea, and it still exists. So I have to deal with that, but I'm not like doing like really gangsterish tattoos, like Japanese tattoo. So, do you usually do like small ones or like I've seen? Because I guess in America, a lot of celebrity like tattoos on celebrities and people in general are pretty common, you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Like, I know I've seen people like do a whole leg tattoo, like all at once. Have you ever done one of those? <laughs> Just curious. Not yet. Not yet for me. <laughs> But there is a lot of people like who want to just get a like full sleeve or chest mm -hmm. back tattoos, and I think it's like really depends on the person. But like most of like ninety percent of people, um, just get a like not so small, but like um, like hand palm size tattoos. That's I think yeah. that's the like most common size of tattoo. Yeah, here in America too. There's like, there's a stereotype that's kind of the opposite of like people getting really generic tattoos like behind <laughs> their like on their wrist or behind their ear, and it always like has to mean something. Uh, <laughs> so yes. it's like the opposite stereotype of people who do get tattoos are like, uh, like basic. Well, I, I like I like cute tattoos, like really small ones. I know you mentioned that that being a tattoo artist could also have something to do with your major. I know it's pretty obvious how your art skills have transferred over to tattooing, but were there any like differences between how you usually draw um, and now drawing for a tattoo? Um, so there's huge difference between the tattooing and the making my own painting. Um, like first of all, the tattooing is well I, I make the drawings um without any like commission mm -hmm. to just like show what I'm doing and like for the people who don't want to um uh think about what they want to get. <laughs> oh. But like but Tattooing is basically like service, uh, like mm -hmm. you make a drawing for the customer. Like it's like a design thing, graphic design or something. Like you have a mm -hmm. client and you need to fulfill their require requirements to get paid. But the painting is something more purely for myself. It doesn't need to like satisfy anyone. It just it's only about like myself. So there's like very different the different barrier between the tattoo and painting. Do you have like a, a your most favorite tattoo drawing that you've done? My favorite one. I like every drawing that I made. So when I make uh tattoo the drawings for tattoo. Um, so it's based on my, my personal taste. Like I, I draw something that I want to get. Uh-huh. So like, like most of drawings are like, I actually like think like, um, I really want to get this work done on my skin. Like, should I ask to appear oh. Tatars? Like something like that. I know you mentioned like dealing with customers can be a bit uh, <laughs> weird. Do you have like I just do people come up with like weird commissions, or is it pretty much the same? Uh, I, 
90% of time is pretty similar. Like everyone want to get a boat and a boat? <laughs> yeah, and that's like really boring. Wait, why a boat? I don't know. That's that's what I'm curious. Why boat? Why people so like about the boat? I'm I'm curious too. Like everyone want to get a boat. It's really popular subject matter. Really? Like even myself can understand. Like why boat? And boat is something that I really don't want to draw. <laughs> and yeah, I don't I don't understand. But it's all about like personal taste. Anyways, yeah. um, I don't. I never actually got a, like weird commissions, but this is a true story. So uh, most of Tartarists don't don't open up their phone numbers for the reservation because sometimes like people call them like when they drunk and ask like weird questions and like just there's like prank calls and something like that. And this is like true story, and I'm not even sure that I can like say this, but. So one day, this has happened when I was still a student in the crew mm -hmm. shop, and someone, so right next to me, there was a owner of the shop sitting next to me, and then receiving the the call from the customer, mm -hmm. and I was I was working on my drawing, and I realizing the conversation with the owner and the customer was keep repeating and it's getting like really weird so after he done with the call i asked what happened <laughs> <laughs> and okay so the customer i'm not sure like he was a he was a drunk or something and he asked a tattoo of so it's basically a portrait of Eminem. Like the rapper? Yeah. For like 100 bucks. Like he demands to get an Eminem tattoo on 100 bucks. Like, this is not like really funny in English, but like he was like, oh, I want to get Eminem tattoo. Can I get an Eminem tattoo? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like something like that. And that was like super hilarious and rude. Did he end up getting it? I'm assuming no. No. But I was really surprised by the attitude of the owner of the shop. He was like so calm. And like, oh, if you want to get um tattoo, just make a reservation and then mm -hmm. come into the shop. And he was so like nice. Probably he's dealt with it many times. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's really, I've seen like a lot of people get tattoos of like faces on their body. And I don't know, that one's always a bit weird to me. <laughs> oh, the portrait? Yeah, of like their favorite celebrities. Yeah. It's definitely a commitment. Yeah, I don't know. I like portraits. Like, I want to get a portrait tattoo of like famous like movie directors or something. Oh, it's, cool. it's like the way of showing your respect you know? yeah how do you exactly balance between still painting as a professional artist versus doing tattoos as well are you doing both 
still? Yes, I'm doing both. Um, but the balance between those two jobs is collapsed already, like a long time ago. I spend <laughs> much more time on tattooing right now because that's mm -hmm. the job that I'm making profit. And, and I also, like, I don't know. I try to not forget, like, what I come from and, like, what am I originally. Like, I still, that's why I keep, like, my group meeting each every week like to not for to get involved in the art work even though i spend more time on tattooing so um yeah uh i spend uh, i don't know like four days of week on tattooing and then when i get the free time i work on my personal project and something like that is there a personal project you're painting you're working on right now yes um there there is a upcoming um the art expo in seoul that's like the mm -hmm. one of the biggest oh. art expo in the in the in the year so i'm preparing for that right now and there's gonna be another like solo show pretty soon oh nice how many solo shows have you done uh, just once. So this would be your second one? Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So my last question would be for those who, like, to our listeners who might want to pursue art seriously, um, what would be one tip you would give them? Hmm. What I really want to emphasize is I know a lot of like young people not reading a book a lot and I know this sounds super boring but you have to like read a lot. It's okay to be um it doesn't matter like which type of book you're reading actually but you need to like train yourself um to get used to on reading because if you're not if you're like mentally or your physical body is not used to focus on reading a book mm. it's gonna be like way more difficult to later when you try it that you can't just like focus on it and i know like a lot of people like even in korea like i heard there's uh most of elementary school kids just look up the topic on a youtube oh like when they don't know yeah like when we like we using a google they just look up the subject matter on the youtube and they just watch the video i think that's like really ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and but i mean like of course you able to get a like good amount of information and learn from the youtube videos and i also learned a lot of things on the youtube Mm -hmm. but what i'm trying to say is if you like pursuing to be an art artist like someday you will find a topic that you want to study and like i found the psychoanalysis psychoanalysis is my interest you will find us some topic that you want to study 
and the study like gonna be heavily involved the reading so I really recommend to um, practice how to read and continue the reading and then the another thing I want to recommend is writing um, it doesn't matter like which type of writing it, it need to be like it can be a academic or it can be a diary or it can be anything but if you write down your thoughts on the paper or google documents whatever um and the emotions like it's really easy to see what you going through right now or your thoughts on the topics and at the same time it's it's easy to connect your topic to yourself i think so the reading and writing is kind of connected to each other and it will make you as a um, better person or more I feel like the writing make you more honest i'm not i'm not sure that makes sense but yeah it does well i think that's it yeah. read a lot <laughs> read a lot <laughs> that's one advice i didn't expect i actually asked like one of my friends is i she's like really good at art um but she does like um digital art Mm-hmm. so I asked her to look over these questions because I wasn't sure what to ask and she mm. um, suggested I put that last question in so oh so your <laughs> friends studying a or like doing the digital arts um she's does she does digital arts like um I don't actually know if it's called digital art like she just draws a lot of procreate and I think she's pretty good um, in my opinion, um, well, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, my answers was more related to the fine who who do who doing the fine art. But if you like want to be a commercial artist, well, like first of all, like you definitely need to be a like your skills level is need to be like really high, and but add on to that. Mm-hmm. You know the tattooing is also like commercial art, but there will be always tons of people who draw better than you, <laughs> <laughs> and please don't get like bothered by the other people's work. Just do what you do and try to improve yourself. I think that's like really the key of improvement. I think. Like I was really stressed out from the other person's work and doubting mm-hmm. myself, and that's that's really like toxic. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our talk with Jade about his art. Have a good Sunday, guys. <laughs>